This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, July 28, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Washington, D.C. has long had among the most restrictive gun rules anywhere in the United States. But as of Saturday, it is no longer illegal for residents of D.C. to leave their homes with their handguns for personal protection. Attorney Alan Gura is the attorney on the case. We spoke yesterday. Right now, Washington, D.C. residents who have lawfully registered handguns are entitled to walk outside their homes and carry those handguns for self-defense. Additionally, non-residents are entitled now, as a result of this decision, to go ahead and register their handguns with the city so that they might bring them into the city and carry them for self-defense. We did not challenge the registration requirements. If you are going to possess a handgun within Washington, D.C., you still need to have that handgun registered. Uh, However, once that handgun is registered, uh, the city cannot enforce its ban on carrying it for self-defense outside the home. As I recall before the Heller decision in which you uh, did the oral argument, you said the idea that the Second Amendment only applies when you're walking around within your home is ridiculous. So for D.C., with some of the most restrictive uh, requirements on uh, handguns. What is what is the government? What must they now do? The government must now allow people to walk outside their homes with their handguns uh, for the purposes of, of self defense, so long as those people are otherwise obeying the law and are entitled to have the handgun. The city may, if it so chooses, regulate the carrying of handguns for self defense in the interest of public safety. They can enact time, place, and manner restrictions as exist throughout the country. If they wish, they might be able to create some kind of licensing regime so long as the licensing standards are themselves constitutional. But what the city cannot do is completely ban for all people at all times and all places the exercise of a fundamental constitutional right. This was the last law of its kind in the United States. There is nowhere else in the United States that uh, has a complete ban, a simple, flat prohibition on the exercise of this particular fundamental right. Uh, There are, of course, jurisdictions that don't fully respect the Second Amendment, and those are and should continue to be litigated. But the uh, extreme nature of literally prohibiting activity, which is spelled out in the Bill of Rights as being protected, is, is not going to fly. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the prohibition that was in D.C. was an effective prohibition. There was language that might allow you to uh, get these licenses, but they just weren't being handed out? That was the case for some time. For many decades, Washington, D.C.'s code uh, allowed for the possibility that the police chief might issue a license to carry a gun. But in reality, there was no such licensing in existence. There were no application forms, there were no licenses, and nobody had one. In the wake of the uh, Supreme Court's decision in the Heller case, the District of Columbia revised uh, some of its gun laws. They've continued doing that. And one of their more recent revisions is they simply flat out repealed the police chief's authority to uh, issue licenses. And so there isn't even a licensing mechanism, not even a pretend one. The city is not required to create a licensing mechanism. If the city wishes to not regulate the carrying of handguns, that would be wonderful. Uh, There are places in America that do not regulate the carrying of handguns. Now, obviously, Washington, D.C. is going to want to regulate to the maximum extent possible, and they're going to try to get away with as much 
as they can uh, get away with. So I would expect that in reaction to this litigation, uh, should this decision uh, hold up on appeal, and I expect that it would, then the city would probably enact some sort of um, stringent licensing scheme, and perhaps we would have to litigate that as well. But but I, no, nothing requires the government to regulate firearms. There's, there's no uh, mandate that they must regulate anything, really. Given how D.C. reacted to the Heller decision at the Supreme Court level, it seems that they will, of course, fight this every step of the way in terms of it, the various restrictions that they could apply. I expect that they would. I hope that they that sense would prevail and that they would realize that it's, it's a losing proposition to keep warring with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Uh, from time to time, Washington, D.C. does uh, change its gun laws. And sometimes there have been occasions where they've been relaxed in certain ways. There have been some instances where the city realized that some of the regulations uh, were unworkable or made no sense. And so we've seen movement in, in both directions. But by and large, they, this is a jurisdiction that does not respect and does not welcome the Second Amendment. And they will do whatever they can usually to try to impede the exercise of this right. It would be incorrect, I think, to characterize the Heller case as low-hanging fruit, but certainly there have been pieces of low-hanging fruit that that case has helped create, and this uh, seems to be one of them. What is next for uh, the struggle for Second Amendment rights? Well, the struggle for Second Amendment rights takes many avenues, and it, there, there's really nothing easy about federal litigation dealing with this type of, of issue. Uh, courts, some courts are not very open to the Second Amendment. We have seen some very strange and uh, tortured logic used to defend laws that uh, cannot possibly survive uh, under, uh, I, I believe, any fair interpretation of the Supreme Court's precedent in Heller and in the McDonald case. So uh, we take nothing for granted. But the fact that we're making progress in one avenue uh, with respect to Second Amendment rights is not a reason to stop pushing on other avenues. So while we keep litigating, for example, the right to carry a gun for self-defense, uh, also the uh, the pro-gun side will also keep litigating against restrictions on certain types of firearms, restrictions on the commercial sale of arms that make no sense, uh, restrictions on people's ability to train with firearms and use them in, in the ordinary sense that the traditional right to arms has been understood. The Second Amendment is under attack in, in numerous ways, and it's worth fighting back uh, in, in all of those different uh, fields. Uh, one of your clients in this case was uh, Cato senior fellow Tom Palmer, who uh, was also, I think, an early uh, client with respect to the Heller case. Is that right? That's correct. Tom, Were you, were you able, to able to inform him of the news, or did he already know? Sure. Well, I, I did have a, a chat with uh, Tom uh, last night. Uh, he was flying to San Diego for a Cato University event. And uh, when his plane landed, uh, he turned on his phone, of course, and uh, saw a whole lot of uh, email and internet traffic. And of course, Tom is uh, very pleased. And uh, I, I could not be happier than to represent uh, someone of that stature. Tom is a fantastic individual. The contributions that he's made to liberty throughout the world have been immense for many years. 
And so this is just one more feather in his cap, and, and we're all exceptionally happy for Tom and, and proud to work with him. The big takeaway here for me, it seems to be that if D.C. didn't want to, they would not have to uh, issue any regulations at all. Uh, of course, they will. But there's there's this weird area with the fact that this is a federal district. Does that, does that uh, impact any of this at all? The, what's, what's unique about Washington, D.C., of course, is that Congress has original jurisdiction over over the district to, to make laws for it. And they've delegated some of that power to the D.C. City Council and mayor under the Home Rule Act. But Congress can at any time uh, rule directly for D.C. So if the Congress is displeased with how the mayor and city council are um, handling the regulation of firearms, Congress is always free to step in and improve the situation directly. So if, if Congress wants to repeal all the D.C. gun laws tomorrow, it could do so. There's no question that it possesses that power. It's important for people to understand that the Palmer case is not simply about the issue of guns or the Second Amendment. Obviously, it has something to do with that topic. That's the direct issue that's at stake. But there's something much bigger going on here. Regardless of what people might think about the topic of guns, carrying guns, the Second Amendment, all of us should be united in favoring the rule of law. There is nobody who likes every single last thing that's contained in the Constitution. Many libertarians, for example, including myself, don't think that the 16th Amendment relating to the income tax is the greatest idea. Uh, we could probably improve on that, but it's there. Likewise with the Second Amendment. Some people are not going to like it, but it's there. And so long as we have a constitutional right that's literally spelled out in the text of the Bill of Rights, it is absolutely the duty of the federal courts to enforce that right against local officials who may not be enthusiastic about following the law. We hear a lot about law enforcement when it comes to gun issues. The Second Amendment is the law. The Constitution is a law. And enforcing the Bill of Rights definitely qualifies as law enforcement. Alan Gura is an attorney in Washington, D.C. He was co-counsel to Dick Heller in the case of Heller versus D.C. You can read more about the Second Amendment at our website, cato.org.